0: Welcome Nexus Church family online to our Christmas series that we've titled Fear Not. Now in this series we are taking a brief look at the three times in the Christmas story where God tells his people to not be afraid. And now if there's anybody like me, I'm sure that you have good reason to be afraid of something. And so hopefully over the next few weeks, uh, you will get uh, an encouragement on how God is there for you and will be with you no matter what you face. Now today, we'll begin by looking at a an occurrence in the Bible where where a person had every right to, to be afraid of what God was calling them to. And I'm pretty confident that everybody has this nagging fear maybe inside, in the back of their mind, of what God may be calling them to. We always put those little limiters, I'll do anything, but maybe not that, right? And so we'll be looking at a time when God called Mary to something pretty extravagant in her life, and how God might be equipping you to do really good things, really powerful things, things you could never uh, dream of. But we have to say yes. Now, to begin, I I do believe that we all have the same understanding that we all want to be close to God. If you call yourself a follower of Jesus, I'm pretty confident that you want to be close to god you you want him to be glorified in your life you want to rise up to whatever he calls you to that's everybody we desire to please god to give glory to him but i can also pretty much guarantee that everybody listening struggles to give him total access to every part of our life or are willing to allow him to do whatever he wants through or in us? I mean, let's be real. What if he asks you to go to Africa and be a missionary in the bush? Right? What if he asks you to give up something you really enjoy that brings you pleasure? Right? We have these thoughts in our head. Uh, maybe even worse yet. What if he asks you to, to be kind to that co-worker that drives you crazy or that classmate who never stops teasing you or is annoying to the class, that class clown. What what if God called you to that? But it's more deep than not wanting to do something inconvenient. I mean, obviously going to Africa would be pretty major (laughs) inconvenience for most people who are making a living in America. That would take Quite a lot of work to make that happen. But it goes way more deep than just saying, I don't want to do that. It's too hard or it's it's confusing. Right? It's way deeper than that. There is a fear behind what God may be calling you to. There's a fear that, what if? What if? What if I follow Him and things don't go the way that I planned? What if something bad happens, right? Fear can overwhelm and overtake us. And so many people, they, they make up these these excuses and say, well, fear is just a, a lack of faith, right? Fear is just a lack of faith. Let me tell you today, fear is placing your faith in the what-ifs. It's not a, a lack of faith. We still have faith. It's just misplaced in the wrong thing. Right? We we have this 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 thought process of what if the economy falls apart? What if uh, someone I love gets sick? What if I fail? And the list can go on and on. We end up placing our faith in the wrong thing. We make up every excuse that this could go wrong if I said yes to God. This has happened to me in my life so many times. What if I, I give that money, right? Will I have money in return? I know God says that he will give abundantly and press it down and shake it together if I give. But what if? What if I say yes to going on that missions trip and and I don't get enough funds coming in or something bad happens, right? What if? What if I pick up that that person that's on the side of the road and they do something that harms me or my family? Right now I'm not saying that every time you have a thought come across your mind it's god <laughs> We, we do need to process, you know, God, is this you or is this me coming up with some crazy thought or is this the enemy trying to hurt me or my family? Like, w- we don't want to just assume everything that comes into our mind is is from God. We need to critically think, but we also have to be open to when God calls us to something. And so we can so easily let This fear of this worst-case scenario keep you from all that God has for you. Fear can do that. It can keep you back. If I allowed fear to, to truly dictate my yes to the ministry, I would still be working. Not that my job was a bad job or that I couldn't have been a light to the grocery store community that I was a part of when God called me out of that. It wasn't a bad thing, but God specifically put on my heart this, this desire to, to lead a church, to be a part of a community and, and, and see what God could do in the lives of those that make up our church. But if I allowed fear to keep me back to say, I might not have enough money. What if we don't find a place for our family to, to have a house? If I allowed those fears to overwhelm me, I never would have stepped into what God had for me and though it's been hard, in many ways, I've seen God move in ways that I could never imagine. See, Yori has yes unlocks God's favor. And so today, I want to tell you there's there's more than just this this fear of placing your faith in the what ifs. there is a knowledge, a truth that That we find in 2 Timothy 1, 7, where God says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And so for the remainder of our time together, I want to examine this fear of what God might be asking you to do. Maybe something that he placed on your heart years and years ago when you were at the altar and you are pouring your heart out to him at some youth event. God put something on your heart. Or maybe today, for the first time, God's going to place something on your heart. And he wants you to be open to that. And so we're going to look at this account where an angel appeared to Mary, a teenage girl who was to be married to a little older man than her, and that being Joseph. And how they had this plan of how everything was supposed to go you know, their, their marriages were, were prearranged when they were born, right? Like, this culture established so much the moment a person was born. And they had their whole future set aside. They knew exactly what to expect. And so, with that in the background, let's take a look at Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, and see how God came about in a massive, radical way, and changed everything. And she had every reason to doubt and to fear and to step back and say no. She had more reason than probably any of you have to say no to God and what he is calling you to. So in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth. To a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by the statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be, right? She was deeply troubled, as she should. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, how can this be since I have not had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the Holy One to be born will be called son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who is called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel left her. It's a powerful, powerful story. Of a yes (laughs) from a girl who had everything laid out before her and God came and changed everything right I mean why is it that we are afraid of what God is calling us to well the first reason and we can see this very clear in this passage God interrupts right his plans (laughs) They, they're they so inconvenient. They interrupt and in, are absolutely going to radically change you. Now, the first reason why Mary was afraid, of course, was because There's an angel speaking to her. Of course she's going to be afraid. You know, this doesn't happen every day. I don't know, maybe it happens to you regularly. I I speak to God regularly, but I don't necessarily get a physical appearance of Him coming and talking to me. It's more in my heart and my mind, right? This was a a visible God that came in and was bright, right? This is Gabriel, God's right-hand angel, comes down and speaks to her first hand. He says, fear not. The New Living Translation says she was confused and disturbed. This was majorly inconvenient for her. Massively, right? As soon as Joseph would find out about the fact that she was pregnant, it didn't matter if an angel was responsible for it. He would divorce her. She would be left alone, her family would disown her, and then not only that, she would have a kid on top of it all. Right? Like, how inconvenient is this? It was over for her. The moment this happened it should be over. She had every reason to place her faith in the what-ifs. God, what is it? What if? I do this. I say yes to this, and Joseph leaves me. What if I say this to my parents, and they kick me out? What if this comes through, and I get kicked out of not only my to-be-husband's house, my family's house, but I get kicked out of this town, and I become a wanderer in the wilderness? What if? She could have placed her response in the what ifs. It was inconvenient. What God calls you to absolutely could be inconvenient. He may ask you to do something that's extremely hard. That may alter your whole future. But notice. Notice that even though God's ways interrupt your plans, listen to this. What we call interruption, God calls invitations. Right? What we call as an interruption to what our plans are, where we're going, and, and how we think about things, and, and and our 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 passions and our dreams and our future. What, what we call as interruption to that plan, God calls as an invitation. Listen to the angel's reply: Don't be afraid, for you have found favor with God that's good you have found favor with God I'm pretty confident that you want favor with God that interruption that Mary allowed brought upon her the favor of God do you want the favor By saying, not yet. Maybe someday. You're holding back the favor of God. If Mary would have said no, God's favor would have been removed from her. I don't know what that looks like, right? I I don't comprehend that. But her yes, unlocked God's favor. Not just upon her, but what God did through her and through her son think about that It unlock God's favor to all mankind all humanity the other reason why we are so afraid of God's plan is that his plan or his purposes are much often more different than our plans right this was definitely not Mary's five-year plans, right? It was to get married, right? She had a year of getting prepared and, and planning and all these exciting things that she'd just entered into. And she would get married, go on a honeymoon. I don't know what they did then, but but there was a plan. And within that plan would someday come through having a family. That was on the horizon. But she had a lot of things to do before that was to happen. And it would happen by her husband Joseph bringing about the family, right? What is this? God's plans were way different, right? You're going to have a son before you get married? And not only are you going to have a son, this son is going to be God's son? That's going to be brought about by the Holy Spirit? This is inconceivable. Like, this is beyond anything anybody can comprehend, right? I mean, it, it, undoubtedly, Mary's response was pretty melodramatic, right? How can this happen, she says. Like, this is, I can't fathom this. Like, this is not how, I, have, I haven't had sexual relations with a man. How could this happen? This doesn't make sense. Gabriel, I, it's, it's almost like she's saying, I believe, but... I don't, I don't know how in the world this can happen. This is beyond anything I've ever heard. I want to have faith. Right? Going back to the, the, the man who wanted his son to be healed of the demon, I believe, help my unbelief. I don't, I, I want to. And the angel respond, nothing is impossible for God? Nothing. And then she responds, I'm the Lord's servant. May be done according to your heart. Nothing. Nothing. If God is asking you to do something, you will have everything you need to succeed in it. Don't pass up an opportunity that only God can do through you. Don't pass up an opportunity that only God can do through you. It is so scary, right? I can't imagine how scary Mary had to have been at that point. Like like all these things are flooding through her mind. Only you, God. Right? I can't do this the response that will happen because of this could destroy me it could destroy joseph it's scary this is beyond her control her abilities and what god is asking you to very well could be beyond what you can do and that's scary Because none of us wants to fail, right? Truly, it is a fear of failure that we're dealing with. The what-ifs are a fear of failure, of failing God, of failing others, of failing myself. But just think about Mary. She stuck it through. She said, yes. What is God calling you to? What has been on your heart for all those years that you've just put off? Don't hold back God's favor. Mary could have held it back. Now, undoubtedly, it wasn't all easy for Mary, right? I mean, think about her life, watching, watching her, her son and go through all that he did. The constant ridicule that he experienced at the hands of the religious elites the pain and the torture that he experienced leading up to the cross and then the cross itself, right? This wasn't this call on her life, that yes to God's plan, it wasn't easy for her, and it won't be easy for any of us. God doesn't say, pick up your cross and carry me, and it's going to be easy. It will be hard. But he will give you the strength and the power to do it. That's why it says it will be easy in the sense of God will do it. But the sacrifice it takes, it will be hard. But imagine with me, Mary, as she looks back at that decision to say yes. As she sees her son being carried off the cross after he dies and buried, and she prepares him and puts him in the grave and, like burying your own son, like nobody ever plans for that. But as she thinks back and she remembers that moment where she said yes, and three days later when they go onto the tomb and he's not there, he raises from the dead. Imagine with me what that felt like to know that it was because you said yes, that this happened. That salvation for all of humanity came through your yes. That's amazing. What God wants to do through you. The favor that he wants to to, to pour out through your life to the world around you. I mean may not ever be quite the same as what Mary experienced. That's a pretty extravagant example of what your yes can do. But don't limit what God can do through you. It's not you. It's not like you're going to all of a sudden find all this ability that you never had before. But it is God that will do it. And he will do it in miraculous ways that, just like Mary, you had nothing to do with. It just happened to be that you said yes. God will work in and through you. Will you say yes? Will you say yes to God? Father, I pray for every person listening, Father, that they will take this to heart. God, I know that we all have calls from you that that we get scared of, that we don't want to say yes to. That might be inconvenient, it might be hard. But God, I know that when we step up and say yes, we unlock the favor that only you can provide. You give the resources that we need. I pray that you will help every single person listening set aside those fears of what ifs and step into the yes and place their faith in the fact that God, you are more powerful and you can do anything. Nothing is impossible with you. In Jesus' name met. Thank you for joining us this week, Nexus Church family, and we will see you again real soon.